customers that like you you mentioned that you get a vibe from and if you've been in this business long enough you can to a certain degree kind of feel people and and something there there's sometimes something about a person that's just like a little off they're complaining about something that you're like like that why are you complaining about like something is a little weird here yeah and I know it's it, it can be a little controversial because, you know, you're not judging the person, but in a way you got to make sure to cover your bases and protect yourself. So you kind of have to be wary of those things and, and be aware of them. Hey, what is going on, everyone? My name is Dustin, and I'm the host of the Detail Spot Podcast. And I just want to thank all of you for tuning in, returning listeners. And if you're new to the podcast, make sure to stay till the end because this episode is going to be an absolute banger. We have on Miranda Detailing. Um, Phil, you probably know him through his YouTube. He has a really big YouTube channel, and uh, he just brings a lot of value to this industry. And it's someone that I would consider an industry leader and uh, someone that I've really been looking forward to bringing on the podcast. So I know you guys are going to enjoy it. And again, I can't thank y'all enough for the amount of support y'all have shown the podcast for the returning listeners to the ones leaving reviews to the ones giving me feedback and uh, just really showing the support. Um, I can't thank y'all enough. And that's that you are the ones who make this possible, who are make it to where I can bring this this content to you. And uh, so yeah, I just want to say thank you so much and stay till the end because this episode episode is going to be one that you don't want to miss. Phil's a super knowledgeable guy, like I mentioned, and uh, just one that you can definitely learn from and he shares a lot of valuable stuff in this episode. So stay tuned and let's go ahead and get into it. Phil, really good to have you on. Uh, tell us a little bit about you, what you got going on and your your YouTube channel. Yeah, so my wife and I own Miranda Detailing. We've been in business for 13 years now and uh, we have a new location. We've been in this location for about two years, but before that we were mostly mobile. So we started as mobile detailers and just gradually morphed into this garage shop. And this is out of our home it's it's convenient it's cheaper than a actual separate you know brick and mortar shop and uh this is kind of always my dream kind of my you know my my end game is to basically have a shop at my home have customers come to me it's convenient for me it's easy it's nice to have a shop here with everything set up um so yeah that's that's been um our main business youtube was kind of a side thing that started four or five years ago and uh, it basically started just to give information for our customers, to, to have some video to show what we do on our details and send the customer a link and then they can see what we do. And the more I did that, then I started getting questions and people commenting and they liked it and, and they started asking questions and it just got carried away and just snowballed from there. You know, I just kept on making videos, answering questions and showing our work and it just, it just grew from there. Um, so, and, and I'm, I'm very thankful because I didn't know it was going to do that. I didn't know it was going to morph into something else and it's become a major part of our business, uh, now, which, which is awesome. So yeah, lots of other things in, in the midst of that, but, uh, that in a nutshell is basically, you know, what we're doing now for our detailing business. Yeah. That's really cool. Cause video is like, I feel like 
kind of underused in kind of our space to where, and it doesn't necessarily even have to be like a YouTube channel. Like you have it. It could just be like a YouTube that educates clients. And it's, mm -hmm. it's super cool that you could say, Hey, you get the common question of like, you know, how do, if I wanted to wash my, my vehicle, like in between details, um, you could have a video and send to a client, a link of, you know, leading them to your YouTube, um, which you go way further into that. But um, for detailers out there, like they could utilize YouTube as well in a different way. Definitely. Oh yeah. And I mean, that's how I learned too. When I started 13 years ago, there were some big YouTube guys out there that they're still doing YouTube now, but they've kind of morphed into maybe their own product line and stuff like that, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gary Dean, it was a big one back in the day. And, and then just watching all the other ones, like Mike Phillips and Auto Geek and all those. I learned so much from those guys. Mm -hmm. um, Larry Cosella from Ammo and Jason Rose and all those guys, you know, back in the day, uh, working for like McGuire's and stuff. And a lot of those videos are, they're still there. I mean, they're archived like 10 plus years ago, but nobody really goes back and watches those old ones. But it's really nothing new that the stuff that I'm doing, it's, it's stuff that I've copied other detailers and I've just kind of adapted it to my own way. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not my own creation. It's just me adapting and then using it and showing how it's used. And they're like, Oh, that's brilliant. And I'm like, it's kind of old news. Like it's been <laughs> on there. You got to go, go search for it. But I understand. I'm like, how do you search for that content? It's, it's archived 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. People want fresh stuff. So I get it. So I'm like, okay, I'll kind of redo it and just rehash the same stuff and just adapt it to modern day, you know, detailing. So and to add like your personality on it too. Like, you know, some of those older videos, like they were doing things differently back then just because like YouTube wasn't really like a big thing then. But like now yeah. you can kind of add your flair to it. If they vibe with you, they'll it'll hit home better for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. And everybody's got like their own little way of doing YouTube. Some guys are very serious because they get on camera and they just can't help it. The nervousness does it. For me, the nervousness makes me like more energetic. It's like a nervous energy. And sometimes I'll get a little goofy and just kind of, <laughs> with it, you know, and new ideas pop into my head as I'm filming. And I, it, it's like an excitement energy. That's what the nerves do to me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Same, but not in a positive way for me. It takes me 50 takes sometimes. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a lot of editing to do. It's like, it's like <laughs> it, it if it goes into the trash. <laughs> Man, do, you, <laughs> do you remember um, a guy? I remember like, so I started detailing like in high school around like I was probably like 16, 17, like little small detail shop, but I, I was kind of doing it on the side uh, that shop shut down and I kind of like was detailing out like my Toyota Camry. Like I had a, a sh huge shop back that would load in the back seat. Wasn't really probably detailing, but I remember watching this guy, um, Darren Priest. Do you remember um, him on yeah. YouTube? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I learned a lot from him as well. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know if he's still around or not, but um, shout out yeah, to him. He puts out, I actually saw he put out a couple of videos just a couple of weeks ago. He's not as regular. Uh, auto fetish, right? I believe mm -hmm. it's auto fetish. Uh, yeah, I learned a lot from him because he had the same van that I did, like that little Astro van. Yeah. I don't even know if he has it or not, but his old videos, long time ago, he had that little Astro van that he organized. And I even organized my old Astro van when I first started to his similar setup you know all of his little drawers and things i'm like oh that's awesome i'll copy that so yeah yeah he it was it was good information um so i love like what you were talking about with your shop like you got the perfect setup and i always felt like 
it's something that I haven't like ever had the opportunity to do like work from home out of the garage, but like, it is probably my number one, most underrated thing. Like it's it, to me, it is the best setup depending on your goals and like what your aspirations are. But like, you know, some people want that massive shop, multiple employees, but like the simplicity and actually how much money you can actually make just working from your home, creating your own schedule. I love how you have that set up is like you, you have that freedom. Um, was this something that like you knew from the very beginning you wanted to do, or how did you come into that? Yeah. So with, uh, with detailing in general, we kind of stumbled across it because right before we moved down here to Virginia, we were living up North, Northern New York and Vermont area. So I'm from the Northeast uh, originally. And up there, we were jumping around from all sorts of different jobs. I used to be like an interior painter for the big ski mountains like Killington and Pico and those big Vermont ski mountains. Uh, And that was my wife's family's business. And it was great. And then just the economy changed, ownership changed of those big mountains. And like our business just was obliterated. And like all like our lives were just like turned upside down. It was crazy. Um, So a lot happened between that and moving down here. We basically just hit rock bottom. But so I was jumping around all sorts of different jobs. But two years before we moved down here, we made this decision to go into detailing. Um, There was a friend of ours who had a mobile detailing, not a mobile detailing, a mobile bumper painting business. So he would go to dealerships and actually get the used cars and repair their bumpers and mix the colors right in the trailer, like a little mini um, paint shop. And I learned how to do that, mix colors, spray, clear coat, like repair bumpers. I learned a lot about clear coat and paint systems through that. And originally I wanted to start that business, but the startup cost was just ridiculous. And I was already in thousands of dollars of debt. So in the midst of my research, I stumbled across detailing and the chemicals and auto geek and like all these other, you know, things out there in the forums. I'm like, what is this world? And I just kind of jumped into it. And I was like, you know, to my wife, like, why don't we do this instead? This is cheaper. It's still automotive. Like it looks easier. It's not like the chemicals, like the painting chemicals that we were worried about. And so we're like, let's do it. We sold everything we had up there, came down with like two vehicles full of our personal items and just started from scratch. Like it was like starting a whole new life. And we basically put everything on credit cards again. Um, <laughs> and we bought a you know a van and all the equipment and just started as a mobile wash you know begging people to like wash their cars for like 25 bucks and vacuum and all that stuff and just in the midst of that we we grew and and learned and we just updated everything eventually so we kind of learned we we did have guys on youtube like i mentioned that that uh were available there to kind of teach and and kind of help but i we didn't have like individual little training sessions you know that we do now a lot of other detailers or independent little guys like us are doing training courses and it's cheaper. It's easier. You know, it's not a giant classroom setting and it's easier to get your hands on. So, you know, um, basically that's, that's how we, we learned from trial and error. And uh, that's why we're doing training now is to kind of help people bypass all those, those little errors that we made and skip a couple of years of errors and get to like starting to actually, um, grow your business and and make money and all of that. So yeah, the, our detailing journey was just gradual and a little bit torturous, but we cut our teeth on the worst of it and, and we got through it, you know, and, and now it's to a point now where it's, it's sustainable and, uh, and enjoyable, actually a lot more enjoyable. (laughs) 
And then how many years ago was that, that like you really just started dabbling in detailing? It was like the middle of 09. Okay. Yeah. Middle so right after the, um, the, um, well, the recession, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we actually, right before that, like a year before that we had lost our home. Like we, I didn't lose the home. I lost my job mm-hmm. and then we had to sell the house. And fortunately we were able to sell the house quick enough and get out of it, you know, cause we just, we didn't have any work coming in at all. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was crazy. It was that point where we're like, we got to get out of here. Like it was just, we couldn't live up there mm-hmm. and make a living. So that was one of the reasons why we moved down here, warmer climates, longer working season. And we learned like people love their cars from like Virginia down, you know, and to the West, like everybody cares for their cars differently than up in the North Yeah, because of the weather. Yeah. They, they just know it's going to deteriorate. So they're like, eh, (laughs) everybody had rust buckets up in Vermont. Like nobody, you know, there, there are details, you know, detail shops and people up there who do it, but you know, in my time back then, it just, everybody just let their cars rust out. Yeah. They, uh, what's super cool though, like you were saying, so Oh nine, that's 11, 12 years ago, unless my math is just terrible. Cause I'm awful at math, but, um, yeah, 12, 12, 13 years ago, something like that. Yeah. Um, like detailing itself has evolved crazy since that amount of time, like ceramic coatings were maybe just beginning to even be a thing. And they weren't even like a service that was offered by the masses, you know, um, paint correction was still probably, um, mainly rotaries probably at that time, I would assume. So like, you know, that was evolving. The, the knowledge level wasn't there. Like people really were not training on it then and really couldn't charge a higher price back then either. So it's cool how you, you've evolved as well. Um, and to see the industry evolve and now it's kind of a premium service. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's nice to see it grow to that point where detailing has, truly become quite an awesome business to get into right now. Like right now is the best time to do it um, because of so many different opportunities out there. There's great companies that offer amazing products. They're affordable and you can start this business literally on like a few hundred dollars, you know, under a grand, you can get it started and work your way up mm-hmm. and, and actually be making some serious money. It's, it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and with what you have, I think that's the biggest um, thing is like, Hey, 400, $500,000, like that'll get your foot in the door. It'll get you all the equipment and better equipment. That's the thing is like what you buy now for 500 bucks, a thousand bucks to really get everything you need is still 10 times better than what people had in 08, 09, you know, detailing wise. like now products polishes are like, even if you wanted to learn polishing, it's not that hard nowadays. Like, you know, you have dual action polishers and pads and, and polishes that make it super easy. So it is the coolest industry for the fact that it doesn't cost a lot. Like anybody can do it, um, which comes with its downfall too, because anybody can do it. And there's 50,000 detailers that start every day. But if you have a general idea and common sense of, Hey, here's my vision and here's my dream. I want to be here in two years. Like you'll get it done. And, um, mm-hmm. but it's super cool that it doesn't cost a lot and doesn't take a lot to get into it. Yeah, it, it truly is. You know, you, you said something interesting about anybody can do it and, and that's true. Anybody can physically like do the work and, and actually do awesome work. But as you and I know, the business part of it is a whole other world, like to keep it sustainable and to actually have it as your main 
source of income is like a whole different world, mm -hmm. you know, because you can be amazing at it and have your day job as like your security, that's your money. But then you have detailing as just like your passion, your craft, you know, and be amazing at it. Um, but then if you let go of that day job and go full-time detailing, you quickly learn the differences between like the enthusiast side of detailing and the business side of detailing. They're like two different worlds completely. Yeah. It's, I think we all start as an enthusiast. Like we all have that, that hobby of washing our car. And like, we, we always probably had something that was semi-clean or even if it wasn't clean, we all, all enjoyed washing it probably every other day. Um, but then when it's like your start, that transaction, that's what kind of removes that. Not to say it's not fun because I think like we all still enjoy it, but it yeah. does, it takes away that, um, I guess the enjoyment of when you're not doing it for money, it's like, it's pure hobby. But when you have to focus on the things that like, I think what it is, is it's the things that you didn't know about when you first started, you're like, Oh, I've got to have a sell strategy. I have to have like, you know, yeah, you you SEO, yeah, you now social media, all these things. It's like, it's overwhelming. And then, and you have to be doing those things. So that's where it's like, man, when you start charging money for details, and it starts to become your career. It's like, uh, you know, it does get a little harder, but it's still so possible. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like even today, like today completely overfilled my schedule. It just happens. Like not every day is like this, mm -hmm. where I had this, this job and this, you know, this morning, this Sequoia, which wasn't a trashed vehicle at all, but so it's just so much landscape in there to cover and blow everything out. And he just like, it's just constantly working over ourselves. It took us like five hours with the two of us. I mean, that's 10 man hours. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, Oh, I got this tonight. Oh, I got my training tonight. Like the whole day was just full <laughs> and it just goes by so quickly. So some days are like that, but it's still, to be honest, it's like still satisfying because mm -hmm. the customer came and picked it up, super happy, got paid, done. Like each individual job can just get done at a time. Like there's nothing lingering, which is such, such a nice feeling. It's, it's not like contracting with building of houses and other things where it's like, it's a long, long, long process. Mm -hmm. You can get things done in a day or two. The customer pays you. They're happy. You're done. Move on to the next. Like it's, it's satisfying that way. You know, at the end of the day, I'm done. I get paid. So I like that about detailing. I like that just each job has its, its end. It's finished, done. You get paid and you move on. I like that. Yeah. I always, I always thought about like getting into like, um, becoming like a dealer, like a car, a dealer, um, not detailer, car dealer. Uh, but the fact that like, I'm super impatient and cannot, um, you know, obviously there's big bucks and everything, whether it be contracting, like, you know, um, like wood flooring, whatever the case is, whatever the job is, but like, that is something that is super cool about detailing. The fact that like, Hey, most of these jobs take one day, few days tops, but like you're getting paid, you're seeing results and you're seeing like, like there's this thing is like subconsciously we like to see humans like to see things checked off like a to-do list. It's like, okay, that's marked off. That's paid, um, you know, paid being our check off to-do list. So like when we see that, it's like kind of fulfilling to us. It's like, okay, mark that off. That job's done now on to the next one or now on to tomorrow. Uh, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. Like I piled in so much for today and then I got a, uh, you know, a maintenance customer tomorrow. It was going to be a light day tomorrow anyway, but he called in. He's like, oh, I got to reschedule. And I'm like, ah, oh, hey, now I got tomorrow off. Like, okay, I can go through today and have a crazy busy day knowing that I don't have to do anything tomorrow, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
you have the benefit when you own your own business to be able to do that too. You know, you, some days you lose, some days you win, but you have that freedom, you know, like I'm not concerned about tomorrow. I can take it off and not worry about it. Yeah, for sure. At what point, like in your business, did it like kind of click to get to like, like what you're doing now is primarily like premium type of detailing, like whether it be premium, just details or paint corrections, polishing, and uh coatings but like at what point did it kind of click to you that that we kind of need to start swinging that way with it oh that's a really good one um i would say probably about like three to four years in um because in the beginning we were like what really helped us like the first year we almost failed groupon came around and uh at the time they were good like they, they actually were just featuring one business per city and like it was amazing it's flooded now and it's not a good way of of putting your name out there but when they first started it, it was good so that actually got us on the map it was just the right the right place the right time and it worked so we did that for like two years and uh in the midst of learning how to work groupon we started getting customers that were like i don't want the groupon deal i just want like i saw your other services i want your full full detail not whatever you're offering on groupon i'm like oh okay good so slowly I started to get the customers that wanted more than just the group. Like they knew the Groupon deal was just like the basic, whatever express mm -hmm. thing, just to get you on the, on the map. Um, but they wanted more than that. So now I started designing my packages with more services added on, you know, I would add in the clay bar and machine applied uh, sealants. Um, and then the interior shampooing and steaming and, and just more and more added on and built a package at around the 250 to 275 range for our full detail, which we could get done in three, four, maybe five hours, depending on how bad the vehicle was. Um, so yeah, we started doing that and we're like, that's where we need to be. We, we need to phase out the Groupon Express things. And eventually they did fade out. And then we were no longer doing those. We were doing the full details. Like that was our base price package. So it was like 250 and up. And that's when we noticed a big change because we could do two of those in a day, typically. Um, and we were working about three days a week. We didn't try to like fill up our schedule too much because if we did, it would be horrible. So we did three days a week. That way we were able to switch around because of weather and all that. Um, left it very flexible. And if we could do two in a day, three days a week, that's 1500 bucks a week. If we could hit that thousand to 1500 bucks a week, that was like our mindset, our, our minimum then we were golden. If we could just keep that consecutively, it was good. And and when we started doing that, that third to fourth year in, we started seeing finally some proper income coming in. And that's when it finally clicked. We're like, yes, that's what we need to do. And then a few years later, we started working on our polishing services and then ceramic coating services. And that just jumped up a whole other level, you know, starting from like 600 to 800 like a thousand dollars to twelve hundred now we can do like fifteen to two thousand dollars just kept growing and growing and growing and it, it took some time to do that but it was a nice gradual way of doing it and we just slowly kind of phased out cheaper and cheaper customers to get the more high-end and the ones who are willing to pay more because they see the value in it yeah what's so cool too is i think a lot of people think like which is possible, I'm going to say this, and it is possible for some detailers to get into it today. And, and especially like attending trainings and attending these, you know, even your workshops, like there's enough resources out there available now to where 
it, it, they can have success quicker. And there is someone who could literally start today and in six months have a consistently booked business doing coatings, polishing and stuff. But the likelihood of it is, you know, it's slimmer. But you yeah. do have to put in the work. And you, like you you said, it took you three to four years to realize, hey, we need to make this pivot. And then another X amount of years to make this pivot. Obviously, yeah. it is way quicker to the guys out there now starting because the resources are there. But it does take that work. And it takes that consistency of saying, hey, it may not take, I may not have extreme success in one year, but I'm going to do everything I possibly can, you know, in that one year. And then the next year, I'm going to step it up this X amount, you know, and um, it's just cool to say, hey, you know, someone who is there, it, it can take longer than what you think it's going to, you know, just consistency. Exactly. And and every demographic is different. You know, there are some cities and states and countries and whatever in the world that are, are doing better than others, you know, and not to say that in poor areas, you can't have a a high-end detail shop because I I know some who actually have that, but they've they're well established. Like they've been there for a while, and they draw certain people from other cities, not necessarily just their own, which is uh, interesting. So yeah, I mean it it definitely matters on on the demographics as well. Um, and one thing that's interesting that I teach our students a lot is the the paint enhancement that that one step paint enhancement and spray coating um, type of service is so easy and and that's one of the major things it's like a nice middle ground like you can do your full details but eventually like you said pivot to something where it is a little bit easier on you physically um because doing interior details is pretty taxing on your body doing exterior is not as much and i teach people how to do these enhancements where even one person three to four hours you can do a quick enhancement a six to 12 month ceramic spray coating and charge four to 600 bucks. And you can just do that in one day, you know, or if you want to pile in two days uh, or two in a, in a day and do that. And uh, the ones that I taught that to, they started advertising that. Mm-hmm. And they're instantly like, it's such a nice price point because it's not $1,000 and it's not $200. It's just at that right price point where they're making good money and the customers are super happy with what they're getting. And like, that's that sweet spot too. We still do a lot of those just paint enhancements without ceramic coatings, just like a spray coating. And people love it because it's just at the right price point. And you can do those, you know, all day. They're, they're such a nice moneymaker. Yeah. That's, that's actually our top seller, to be honest with you is um, even if it's just like, and I know this is controversial to whether you need to polish the vehicle beforehand, but like some vehicles, like if the client wants it and they see our add on sheet, like I'm coding, I'm doing a one-year coding, you know, if they want to add it, but those, those are money makers and it's such a great upsell, but also counter sell. So like, Hey, okay. Someone was interested in like, say they were like, Hey, I want your, uh, a quote on a two year or eight year or lifetime coding, whatever package that you offer. And it's like, ah, that's a little out of my budget. Well, okay, let me offer you the two year. Oh, that's still out of my budget. Perfect. You know, Hey, we're jumping way down in price with the one year coding or a spray coating and an enhancement. Like, Oh, they're like, Oh, wow. That's, that's so cheap compared to, you know, but you're still getting those benefits and clients love it. It's a moneymaker. I think all detailers should be offering, somewhere around that package or some alternative to it. You're, you're exactly right. I love how like you, you, um, in your videos, I watch all the time and and you do those, like you do the enhancements, you do the, the, the one-year coatings or the spray coatings. 
Mm. One big thing that I love about your videos is like something that a lot of people aren't addressing is how you're communicating that as well. Like obviously mm. an enhancement is going to greatly improve the clarity and the gloss, but like, it's not perfection. And how are you communicating to that client? Like if it's, whether it's not in their budget to get a full paint correction or whether maybe the paint's not, you know, it's, it's a little butchered, but they're going to see results from it. How do you communicate that to them? Yeah, that's important. Basically you have to have like a good line of questioning in your head, like a good outline. Um, and, and it's, it's pretty simple, but I think just sometimes some details just kind of fail to ask because they just want to do it. But if it's a daily driver, you know, I'll ask the customers, is it a daily driver? Is it garage? Does it sit outdoors? How do you wash it? Like those are like the, the most important questions because that really will determine how the car is going to look in a year or two. Um, I, I had a, a couple of clients where they have a daily driver. It's a brand new car, but it was a daily driver. It doesn't stay in the garage at all. He's driving it every single day. And it was one of the videos where I showed how to unclog a coating. It was just six months and it was crystal serum light. Like that's, it's pretty strong. Like people actually don't realize that that's actually a very strong coating. Um, and already like the back of it was like full of tar and iron. Like I had to declog the thing. <laughs> it was insane, but it was because he drives it so much. And in, in retrospect, I'm like, he wanted the five-year coding, like he, he went with that. And I even offered the two-year coding, but you know, I kind of leave it up to the customer too. Mm -hmm. um, but in retrospect, I'm like, maybe I should have tried to sell the two-year coding instead, saved him some money so that it's not like in his mind, like this is supposed to last five years, but on a daily driver, mm, it may not. Like realistically, it may not. Mm -hmm. So that line of questioning is really, really important. And don't worry about like not selling the higher ticket one because it's a difference of $300. Like for my package, the five-year one is $1,500. The two years, $1,200. You know, $300 difference. It's not a big deal to me. I, I'd, be, I'd be happier selling the customer something that they need uh, instead of just me selling them a package to, to make that extra money. And they may be disappointed in the long run. So I think that's important to ask if it's a vehicle that's like, oh, you know, it's my weekend vehicle or I don't use it for work. You know, it's something that's fun or it stays garage. Then I'm like five year coding that that would be great because you'll probably even double the lifespan on that. Mm -hmm. um, but for daily drivers and vehicles that may get abused after your line of questioning, after you kind of qualify them, I'm usually going to go with either a one year or a two year coding, like nothing past that. Mm -hmm. just to realistically show them and, and let them know like but then you know at the end of two years you're probably going to want to polish it it's going to it's going to feel gritty you're going to want to do more to it because you're driving it so often and it sits outdoors and like after two years you're going to want to repolish it and recode it so it, that's definitely a good conversation to have with the customers and don't just try to sell them the larger package just to make the money it's better to actually keep them coming in regularly every few years um, you essentially, you make more money that way and you keep the customer happy that way too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like, like integrity pretty much. And it, we're, we're in a, we're in a trade. So we're like, I always say like detailers should sell, like it's, we are in business, we should sell, but it's like, 
we're in a trade to where you don't have to really sell. You're really just giving the customer, asking a question, like based on what they need, based on how they drive it, how often they drive it. And you can kind of come up with the package to sell them. And if they want it, they want it. If they don't, they don't. And you can just counter it with something else. But a used car salesman is like, hey, you go in to buy a minivan and they're, they don't have a minivan in and they're you're leaving with a, a sports car. Like, you know, just because they persuaded you into something that you really didn't want. We don't really have to be that way. It's, it's kind of a cut and dry trade. It's like, hey, do you want this? How long are you going to keep it? You know, when do you plan on selling it? How often do you drive it? And then, yeah. there you go. Yeah. And, and a vehicle is very personal to people. It, it really is. Like even some people who say they don't really care about their vehicle. I mean, if they don't care about their vehicle, they're not coming to us. We'll never, we'll never see them. But we're seeing the ones because it's a luxury business. You know, we don't, we don't need it. They want it. So if they're coming to us, they, they want something. And we just have to work within their budget and, and help them. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, when it comes to a business, you do have to have like your minimum. The minimum that you're going to do, uh, and and don't go below that. You know, don't go cheaper. Don't offer something that's so cheap that you're like you regret it later. Mm-hmm. Um, price it at that right price point where you feel good about it. You feel that you could maybe even give them a little extra on something sometimes. Um, but it, it, they walk away happy. You know, they walk away satisfied because the, the it's so personal to them. You know, it's the personal vehicle they get in it. They're like. If they're happy getting in it, you know, that's one of the reactions. I, I want them to like step in it and like look at the reaction in their face and they look around and they're like, ah, that's what I want. That's the reaction <laughs> that I want from them. That's how you know that they're like satisfied with the whole thing. They feel good about it. And that's what gives you satisfaction too, is the detailer. It's like, you know, if you don't, if you don't get like kind of a thrill off of when a client is like, if I'm having a bad day, I remember like when I, when a client would pick up their vehicle and they're like, you know, and sometimes it could go the other way and, you know, you just have a bad client, but most of the time, like you have a a good client that like really respects like the, the end result. And they're like, man, this is really good. Like you, you guys crushed it. You know, like that's, that's what you want. That's kind of what every detailer should still get that thrill. And if you don't, you know, maybe find something else. Cause that is the best part about this trade. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. You know, people still ask me, they want the customer's reaction and I'm like, I can't quite do that because the, you know, I don't have such a huge influx of customers that I can do that. And I got to like protect their privacy too. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And I've asked a few if they want to be recorded or interviewed and they're like, nah. So I just (laughs) stop asking because I just don't want to make it awkward for them. Like I'm not in the business of like recording their reaction. Yeah. Uh, So I got to keep it private. But for me personally, like that's my, that's my thing. That's my benefit. Like I get to enjoy that. Unfortunately, my viewers don't, but I do. Yeah. But uh yeah, that that is not even the one today. Like he got in the vehicle, he was so happy because he got it from the dealership and they're like, Oh, we detailed it to the nines for you. And he got in and you could literally see like goldfish underneath the back. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I just feel like I'm driving around in someone else's car, like it's gross. And yeah, that that's what took us so long is like making sure that all those areas underneath, like all the buckles and all the metal parts are like steamed and blown and like everything and like that nothing will fall out there and crumbs will fall out. Like after he saw that, he was like, ah, oh, finally. You know, and he's got kids. He's got like two or three kids that are going to go back in there. And he's like, good. Now any of the goldfish that are going to go in there are going to be my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he's got it from square one now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but he was very happy with that, you know, and it was, that's the satisfying thing. 
Yeah, that's cool. I wanted to take a moment from the episode really quick and tell you about the detail community, what some of the members inside are saying and how you can become a member today. So when you join today, you're gonna get access to over 50 plus business classes and classes added monthly. These classes and these resources are gonna show you click by click and step by step on how to take your business to that next level, whether you're just starting, already started or been in business for years and you just want more traction and want that momentum so that you can start making more money. You also get access to a private community of other members that are already inside. These are ambitious detailers just like yourself that you can connect with and get support every step of the way. It's going to take away that loneliness and make it to where you don't have to do business alone. We do live hangouts monthly to where you can come hang out, connect with other members inside as well, and ask your toughest questions no matter what stage in your business you're at and get an in-depth answer. And if you're enjoying the podcasts that are coming from the Detail Spot podcast, you are definitely going to enjoy being a member of the Detail community because you also get exclusive podcast episodes and bonus footage uploaded to your member library that only members a part of the Detail community get access to. Something that is super cool that you also have access to that are added to your member library on a monthly basis are these pre-made promotion templates. These are going to allow you to separate yourself from your competitors and really stand out and display your brand in a positive and professional light. These packs are added monthly so you always have something to post on social media and so that you always have some type of branding getting pushed out there to your clients. So before we get back into the episode, let me show you really quick what some of the members inside are saying. So Marvin said, I sold one coding service from using something that was said in one of the members only podcast episodes. Now my membership is covered for a couple years now. Kyle said, what you said on the hangout last night is working. I texted about five or six of my clients and already have two booking for September. Preston said, I just joined in here. I did watch the pricing and packaging lesson. I can most definitely confirm my pricing was way too low. I just raised it to where I know for sure I'm making money now and I had two clients agree to the higher prices. That is awesome. Brian said, if you guys are wondering if it's worth it, it is. There's a ton of amazing content, podcasts, ad templates, detailing information out the wazoo and monthly, which I hope turns to weekly or bi-weekly member zoom hangouts seriously guys i'm not just trying to sell anyone it's beyond worth the price for what you get see for yourself and then michael said i will pay for this for life man the information in here is worth way more than 37 dollars a month i've already gotten five clients to accept upsells using what was in one of the classes so you get access to all of that that I just showed you, plus so much more. There are so many resources there and resources added regularly for you to use at any time you would like and that are gonna really help you take your business to that next level so that you can make more money, put more money in your pocket, take more time off, buy a new house, buy a new car, whatever your dreams or goals are, this community is gonna help you take your business to that level. And the coolest part about it is it's only $37 a month. Something that is gonna help you make more money is only $37 a month. Think of it this way, if only one thing or only one resource helps you get a lead in or helps you attract more clients, your membership is paid for for a long time. And I know there are so many resources there, more than one is gonna help you, but even if only one does, it is paid for and it is worth it. So if you join today, become a member of the detail community. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, 
click the link in the show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, click the link in the description, or you can go to thedetailcommunity.com forward slash join. Become a member today, get access to all of that today, and I cannot wait to connect with you further inside, and I cannot wait to watch your business grow and watch you take your detailing business to that next level so that you can start crushing your goals and achieving your dreams. Um, so like back to like the corrections and the, the, um, like polishing, you know, some of your videos I'd watch, like, and, and every detailer probably struggles with this of like, you see something more that you can go after to where like, what's the good in between line? Because obviously like, if you have the extra time to go overboard on a vehicle or like, you know, cause like, I think there's a lot of mixed information in this space. So we're like only give what the client's paying for, but in the beginning stages, like over delivering can sometimes like be a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so like if you, I guess I would say like, if you're just beginning, like maybe over deliver is completely fine, but know the fine line. How do you know when to kind of like stop chasing defects? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting one because it's very subjective. Like it's according to everybody's eye. Um, and it's something that I train detailers to when they come here to step back every once in a while, because we tend to like hyper-focus on something and we will only see the defects and we won't see the big picture. So I try to like back up and show people, look at the big picture. And sometimes I'll even leave like a patch on the on the hood that's uncorrected and I'll do everything else so that it it's almost like refreshing my eyes to like go back to that patch and look at it with the lights. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's what it looked like before. Now look at it. Is it 50% or better? That's, that's the goal. Mm -hmm. So I, I always leave like a little patch on the hood just to go back to and refresh my eyes and uh, know that that's where I'm, that's where I came from and look at the rest of the vehicle, look at the big picture. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some areas in, on a vehicle where you're like, this is just too apparent. Like if there is slightly a deeper scratch and you measure the paint, you're like, Hey, I got time. Like I'm flying through this thing. It's turning out great. I got time. Let me compound this a little bit more and get it out a little bit more. Or maybe it was something that the customer was like, I am worried about this in particular. And sometimes they'll even let you know, like, I'm not worried about this. I'm not worried about this. So that's another good line of questioning is like, what are you concerned with? And they will go through and you can even point out stuff like that scratch won't come out. That's what you can kind of already determine what's going to come out. What's not. Um, that kind of gives you the balance, you know, talking to a customer and figuring out what are they concerned about? That way you don't go overboard. Mm -hmm. um, so there are times to over deliver when you are on schedule, but if it's something that is taking a long time, the paint is difficult, then you, you just have to kind of focus on, on what you're supposed to do uh, for mm -hmm. that. But it's a fine line. It's difficult to, to make that, um, that decision just because every vehicle is different. Every customer is different. So you kind of have to gauge that for yourself, but also be ready to explain to the customer why you did or didn't do something mm -hmm. and, and give them the reasons, you know, measure the paint and make sure like, Hey, I tried on this wouldn't come out. This is the reason why it's too thin. That's something you just got to live with. Um, one thing to do that's good when you're done with the job and the customer's looking at it is point out all of the major defects first, like right away, just point them all out. Mm -hmm. That way it gets it out of their mind. 
And they're like, oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah, 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 I'm fine with that, I'm fine with that. Let's look at the big picture. So it, it kind of gets that all out of the way and then they can kind of enjoy the rest of it. It's kind of a weird psychological thing, but I learned to do that like right away, just pick out all the flaws and the defects first. That way they don't find those first. <laughs> you mm -hmm. find it first and you point it right out. Um, but yeah, it, it is a balance to, to figure out how far to go. Yeah. I do the same thing actually. Like when a customer's picking up, cause it bugs me personally that like, cause you never know, like every client, their expectations are totally different. How they react to things are totally different. And I guess that comes into play pre inquiry, like how you're, how you're getting that vibe or like how you're communicating. Uh, but it did always bug me out to where like, Hey, was this client's biggest concern of like, you know, did, are they going to notice that majority of the time, they're not going to notice the things that we notice to that extent. Um, but some do, and some are like, you know, why didn't this come out? And they're picking at it with their fingernail or something. And it's oh. like getting it that out of the way. I know that everybody has probably experienced that, <laughs> but like, it's, you know, pointing that out and saying, Hey, and it kind of works too. It kind of goes with your pre-communication of like, or you're, you're during the process of saying, Hey, uh, Mr. Smith, like I noticed, um, you know, this does have a deeper scratch here. That's probably not repairable. I just wanted to go ahead and point that out for you, um, before we, before you pick up or something. And then when they do pick up, you could say, Hey, there's that scratch. Um, you know, it obviously didn't come out. We went over that. So it kind of like you, you almost get to kind of tie it in with the communication during the process as well. But yeah, yeah, I always point that out too, just because it bugs me personally. And I'd rather just get that over with and be like, Hey, but everything else is beautiful. Like it looks yeah. way better, don't it? <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. That's, that's like the, my, my line of reasoning in, in the way that I speak to customers when they come in and like, I, I do exactly the same thing. And there's some customers that like you, you mentioned that you get a vibe from. And if you've been in this business long enough, you can, to a certain degree, kind of feel people and, and something, there, there's sometimes something about a person that's just like a little off. They're complaining about something that you're like, like that, why are you complaining about? Like something is a little weird here. Yeah. And I know it's, it, it can be a little controversial because, you know, you're not judging the person, but in a way you got to make sure to cover your bases and protect yourself. So you kind of have to be wary of those things and, and be aware of them. Um, so in that case, like sometimes I just get a weird vibe or my wife will, like she's got a good sense of, <laughs> of when people are like a little weird. Sometimes I bypass it because I'm just trying, I'm just trying to be friendly. And I, I'm like, that's, eh, you know, it's a personal quirk or whatever. But my wife would be like, something's weird. I'm like, okay. And what <laughs> I did is I devised this, uh, vehicle inspection form. And I don't do it for every single customer because I have a lot of regulars that I just know personally yeah. and they'll buy new cars, bring it in and I'm doing all sorts of stuff for them. I don't worry about them. But sometimes we get new customers that just, you get a weird vibe from. So um, I have this customer uh, vehicle inspection and sign off form that I created. I didn't really create it. It's their forms just like this all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know, I just made it. I just personalized it for me. Uh, but I'll go around the vehicle and like, show all the little chips and everything and then say up, the, up at the top you know what what it is and then have them sign off on it and and look around the vehicle because i've had some that have gone to their homes dr driven like 20 minutes to their homes and then they said they still have bugs in their bumper oh like, yeah you just drove 
20 minutes <laughs> home like you don't think there's any bugs that are gonna hit your car like in the meantime, <laughs> like once it leaves it's done like there's nothing you can't complain about a bug because you're driving <laughs> so it's this type of thing that protects from that um and you just go over the vehicle with them and but again it's just kind of a, a thing that it's not for every single customer but some new customers you just get that vibe so it's just nice to have that i have it in in digital form too and uh i actually have a free that free form on our website so customers can even i mean uh you know, details can download that if they want. And what's that website? Uh, MirandaDetailing.com. So it's right on our website, product page, product tab, and it will have the two free forms. Our acknowledgement form is on there. That's like a pre-form that they sign before we even schedule anything, before they even get on the calendar, they have to read and sign it. And I know it's a little, it seems like a little hard, you know, a little heavy, but it's something that I implemented that I'm not going to back down on anymore because we've learned. And I think it's just good for any service-based business. You know, you go to mechanic shops, you go to any of these shops, you're signing something, mm -hmm. but a lot of people aren't reading the fine print. Like it's protecting them. And this is the same deal. Mm -hmm. So those, those forms are there. They're free to download and just customize any way you want. Yeah. That, that kind of leads me to like um, yesterday, I actually went to discount tire. I had to get my tires rotated. And there's certain businesses that are really put on a pedestal of like professionalism, how I actually look at those businesses and say, man, how can I incorporate how they're doing that into my business? Discount Tire is like my number one because they are obviously they're way bigger scale than probably any detail shop is like, you know, but that says something. It's like, hey, their professionalism, the employees that they hire how they do things, their systems are so routine that it's mm -hmm. like, you really can't mess up and you can't like, you know, the customer really has no say. And if they do, they're normally wrong. Maybe there's one bad batch of employees within discount tire, obviously probably somewhere, but yeah. their systems, I guarantee you they're pretty fail proof. Like, you know, but I think detailing sometimes by clients and a client's eyes, we get looked at as kind of, um, too small like there should be no difference between your business and discount tire because right. it's still a business you're still a person behind it and then if yeah. they sue you or if they you know it still has that same effect um but i think sometimes clients can kind of take advantage of small businesses like detailing so having those things like that you just said with that that inspection checklist of like saying hey this is going to kind of clear up anything I'm going to go ahead and set this straight, like, you know, kind of save myself of like, Hey, you saw this, like, you know, yeah. because you know, th there can be some clients that, and the, the sad part is, is if you let one person in that one bad person, no matter if you have 50, a hundred five-star reviews, one, one star can turn people away and it can kind of, you know, ruin your reputation. So it's, it's so good to be smart about like, Hey, who, who do I want to do business for? You know? Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and again, in this business, you can, you have the the power, like eventually you get to a point where you have the power to say yes or no to certain customers. And and we've done that. We've actually, uh, you know, had morning schedule when we were in mobile and uh, already on the phone, I was a little weirded out by this, this one customer. And, but I'm like, I'll schedule, I'll go, let's see. And this is before I even had the forms and we went the car was like pristine. It wasn't even new. It was used, but it was pristine. And the customer was just complaining about 
bug etchings that I'm like, it was definitely defects that were just, they're permanent. Like you got to repaint it. Uh, but he swears that they put it into the car. Like, you know, the dealership did it. And already I'm like, I don't want to touch this. Yeah, I know. Like, bring it back to the dealership, have them deal with it. And I just refused. I'm like, and and my wife, this is so funny because like we, we can give each other looks and we know like what's going on. So I'm talking and, and my wife was getting like buckets out and getting things ready. And I look at her and I'm like, She's like, she's like, she's like, and she puts them back <laughs> in, the, in the van. And, and I'm like, sorry, sir. Like, you know, we can't do anything here. You got to bring it back. You know, it was just very polite and very kind and, and just said, you know, just bring it back to the, you know, to the dealership. If we touch it, we're going to be the ones to blame because we're the last ones who touch it. Bring it back to them. You just bought it. Bring it back. And we just left it at that. And we're like, we hightailed it out of there and went to lo early lunch. <laughs> but you, you get that vibe sometime and they're like, don't worry about losing the money. That was the $250 job that it could have been, but it, we could have lost that money. It could have been bad. Like it just, so I didn't even worry about losing the money. I'm like, we dodged a bullet, you know? Yeah. So, and we yeah, kinda, and it could have cost you so much more money too. It's like, I feel like um, bug etching is that one thing that clients just can't understand too. It's like, yeah. I mean, there's obviously multiple, but that one I always get to where it's like either the detail is done and we've done it. And they're like, you, your guys didn't even get the bugs off. And I'm like, there's, are actually stained in there, you know? And what's so crazy too, is like that, the fact that like customers can kind of get bad customers, I guess, to where like they, they get kind of overly picky it could be like an 08 car that's never been detailed in its life but like their expectations and that's something that i messed up truly that when i first began like i would say okay cool what's the vehicle you're making model cool we have this date available cool i'll be there and then didn't get any information it didn't look for the red flags like you were and it's a nightmare after and you have to deal with it and it ruins your day a lot of times you either have to refund because you're you're still trying to salvage your reputation and so it all comes back to the communication, I think. Yeah. Oh, it really, yeah. We, we when we started, same deal. I mean, we learned <laughs> trial and error. You know, we had some crazy things that happened and we kept adding on to our acknowledgement. Like if you ever read our acknowledgement form, there's some things in there that you're like, what? But if you really think about it, like that could be a potential issue. And we, we had to put it in there because we dealt with it before, like multiple times, not just like a one-time thing, but something that would happen on a regular basis and we're like this is weird we got to put this in the form like people are like you said kind of taking advantage of the little detailers that they think aren't like a real business like we're paying taxes like we we're doing everything the business is supposed to do mm -hmm. and you know so we got to treat it like a business and the customers have to recognize that uh, as well yeah definitely Dude, Phil, this has been a good episode. What is, we'll go off with these last two questions. One being, um, if you were to just look, like if you were to go back to your beginner self and give yourself one piece of good advice, what would it be? Oh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> I would have to say, um, basically don't give up. Don't give up because I almost did. I almost did after that first year. And we just, we kept on going with it kept on that's with any business so do not give up and look for other detailers whether in your area or online and reach out to them don't don't be afraid to reach out to them there might be some that don't want to help you no problem move on to the next because you will find a detailer who is willing and, and ready to help the next generation of detailers mm-hmm
your great advice because I actually did quit after a year in. Like <laughs> I, I oh. quit one year in, man. It just was not doing it. Like obviously I didn't know what I was doing and I did quit. And it was the biggest mistake ever. I ended up coming back to it and you know, but that's that's good advice, Phil. Um, how can people find your YouTube? How how do you want people to find you? Um, you can go right onto our website. Everything is there. So if you go to MirandaDetailing.com, you will see our one of our videos that like a feature video right on the main page. From there, you can go right onto our YouTube channel and subscribe and click on that link and that bell so you don't miss stuff. <laughs> get everything from there. We got our products page. We got merchandise like shirts and mugs and cool stuff, but links to all sorts of you know tools and products we use. There's discount codes on there as well for Car Supplies Warehouse and uh, other uh, you know places where we get um, products and tools from. So all the links are there. We have Instagram. And we got TikTok on there as well. But YouTube is our is our major source there for information. Awesome, awesome. Loved having you on, Phil. Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. That is it for this episode of the Detail Spot Podcast. I really hope y'all enjoyed it. I know I had a great time uh, chatting it up with Phil and uh, really just getting to hang out. He's someone that I look at as an industry leader and someone that I know brings this industry a ton of value. And it's someone that I really wanted to bring on the podcast for you guys. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it uh, because I definitely did. And if you are enjoying the content that is coming from this channel, if you can leave us a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's going to greatly help the channel grow so that we can reach other detailers uh, just like yourself. And if you enjoyed this episode, uh, make sure to share it with a friend on social media so that they can get something from it as well. And if you are watching on YouTube, make sure to like this video, comment, and subscribe. Um, that's also going to get you a chance to win a Detail Community t-shirt and your first month of the Detail Community for free. Uh, so make sure to like this video, comment, and subscribe. Um, and that'll also make sure that you don't miss a future episode whenever we release those. So I uh, can't thank you all enough. Hope you enjoyed it. And I will catch you on the next episode of the Detail Spot Podcast.